Welcome to Season 3 from A Lancashire Lass with me, Lucy Baxter. Joining me today is Natasha, the founder of Savvy Style. Natasha is a style and well-being coach all about dressing authentically to improve confidence. I'm so looking forward to chatting to her. But first of all, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. And thank you for having me on, uh, Lucy. Talk to me all about what Savvy Style is. I mean, from your Instagram and just looking and hearing about the business, it sounds incredible. So Savvy Style is a personal styling and well-being coaching. And my uniqueness is that I help women dress authentically without the fear of judgment. So this idea of just being yourself, celebrating who you truly are, and not being afraid to showcase that through personal style. And on top of that, using personal style as a well-being tool. So there is a lot of power in the way we dress and, and how we dress and what that does to how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, just from what you said then, I went to an exhibition in London recently called Crown to Couture, and they had this, it was all sort of, from the Georgians and, and Met Gala outfits and in, incredible outfits. But there was a, a wall um, like v- quote and it said something like, um, how you dress is your kind of, your is a window that people can kind of see your personality on. And so you've got mm-hmm. to see yourself so people can see kind of you through through what you wear, which, I, which just struck me when you said that. Um, mm-hmm. So how did it all come about then? So my background is actually mental health nursing. Um, So I first qualified as a mental health nurse and uh, did that for, you know, a good few years. And then I trained as a cognitive behaviour therapist. Um, And I still do that part time in the NHS, which I absolutely adore doing. And I also run a freelance clinic as well. Um, And I work with mental health disorders, so depression and all the anxiety disorders and also low self-esteem. And my specialism is in low self-esteem. And really, the styling came about whilst I was on mat leave with my firstborn. I have two children, so my eldest is nearly seven. And I was on mat leave and I couldn't fix my style problem like I used to. Um, So my style fix would have been just go shopping, just buy new you know that would fix the issue and it was fine while I had the income but then when I was on mat leave the income wasn't uh, there so I had to start to be savvy with the way I used the clothes that I had so I spent a lot of time pulling my wardrobe and then researching uh, different ways I could style myself and staple wardrobe capsuling all that stuff but in that research I realized that there's a strong synergy between personal styling and mental health and uh, actually, when people look good, they tend to feel good as well. And I decided to 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 go with that. And at the time, my mom was in hospital. She was in palliative care at this point uh, with cancer. And I'd go to um, her bedside and we'd have these conversations about, you know, should I set up a business? I don't know. What if it doesn't work? And I'm afraid. And she just said, you know what? Life's too short. Just do it. Yeah. You have my blessing on anything you do with this business, whatever it is. I didn't know what it was going to be at this point or even the name of it. She just said, just do it. So um, 
after she passed away, I spent a, a full year really just getting this business off the ground. And um, in 2017, I launched with my first uh, couple of clients and never looked back. It's been absolutely amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good concept and such a a unique concept that I hadn't heard of before before seeing yourself. And it's it's the case, isn't it, that people kind of get a bit stale of what's in their wardrobe and they wear kind of maybe 20% of the clothes 80% of the time or whatever. And it's kind of everything should kind of give you your joy in that. And obviously in the pandemic, everyone just wore kind of leisure wear, didn't they? And, and well, yeah. not everyone, but kind of comfy clothes. So the whole putting jeans on again is, is a, is it, and dressing up to go out is kind of still exciting for people. Um, would you say you've always kind of had this interest in fashion and style? I mean, you are such a fashionable person. Absolutely. I mean, you know, friends have always described me as, you know, fashionable. I always look good. Um, and when I first had the idea and I was telling my friends about it, they were like, oh my God, we so see you doing that. And I, you know, I've always been interested in, you know, what's going on in the fashion world, what's going on in trends. And when I used to go shopping to fix my style problem, I was just in my happy place. I just love yeah. being around clothes. I love how they make me feel. And I love, you know, it's particularly colours, you know, I'm quite a vibrant person. So I use lots of vibrant colours to showcase my personality. So, yeah, you know, there's always been that love for and passion for, for style. Yeah. And so why do you think kind of women in today's society struggle so much to kind of be authentically themselves or wear that bright coloured top that maybe they don't want to wear because it's too out there? Kind of where do you think that's come from? So I think, it, it, you know, it comes from a number of factors. So one of the typical ones that I tend to to um, hear about with, with my clients is societal expectations. So they feel that, for example, as a mother, this is how they should dress based on what they've been told or what maybe they see on social media. Um, you know, like a felt sense from other people that this is like that outfit or that colour is a bit too much, you know. Um, and then there's also those early experiences. A lot of our limiting beliefs are rooted in early experiences. So it might be that, you know, you've you've modelled that way of dressing through your, your parents, through your mum, excuse your mum. And, you know, if mum didn't sort of take care of her, how she dressed and kind of just wore clothes that didn't, make her feel good then you're likely to pick up those habits as well um and also just not having that confidence from a very early age to try and push outside of your comfort zone when it comes to style you know this idea of stay quiet don't make a fuss don't be too loud you know all those kind of statements and comments people make uh, when we're children really stick and we then start to doubt ourselves when we try and dress differently um, but then there's also life changes, you know, people can go through massive transitions. So if, for example, if you put weight on, a lot of people put weight on during the, the pandemic, that can be really difficult to then feel brave enough to wear bright, uh, different colours or different lines or different fabrics. So you will tend to go with the safe options um, as well. But one of the, the key aspects of this, particularly when we look at mental health and, you know, the the kind of the research around mental health you've got so social anxiety aspects of it so there's that fear of standing out fear of being too loud and fear of people looking at you uh fear of being judged there's fear of failure 
there's all that stuff that's entwined within it as well that when we open our wardrobe all this is going on in that wardrobe space and that's when we go I'll just grab that safe option or I'll just grab my usual uniform because then I don't have to deal with any of that stuff and sometimes it's just kind of autonomous isn't it what you pull out of your wardrobe you you would never think of pairing a different jacket maybe into into something else or a night versus day look sometimes you just go right I wear that top with jeans and that you don't really like you said a capsule wardrobe and stuff most people kind of are quite stuck in their ways sometimes with with that would you say as well though like as much as people are comfortable and it's important to obviously be yourself and that like sometimes trying something that might you don't think would suit you or pushing you a bit out of your comfort zone can also like drastically improve their confidence absolutely I mean nothing ever changes if you don't step out of your comfort zone does it and the comfort zone feels amazing it feels so good but actually it's a double-edged sword over time it's going to make you feel pretty rubbish it's going to start to affect your confidence so yeah my top tip is practice stepping out of that comfort zone but can you do it in a way that still keeps you safe that's a real skill to do and it's a real um it's quite an important part of trying new things sometimes we think you know oh I, I wouldn't dare try that dress looks good on her but it wouldn't look good on me but you know can you try and create something similar to that that feels safe so it might be that maybe it's not the dress maybe it's not going to be a dress you might do a skirt and top combo and add a belt with that and it looks like a dress but it still feels safe because you're quite comfortable in skirts especially with pockets and flats and actually it kind of looks like a dress so you've kind of done that anyway so it's kind of moving away from the either I look exactly like that or I just don't bother and maybe going for that middle ground as well and also in social media kind of these influencers but also celebrities like the royal family what they wear isn't necessarily financially achievable for for a lot of us kind of you know that a lot of people kind of want to dress like Kate Middleton or want to dress like you know all these people and it's like that's great but we but with our financial situations and the cost of living and everything it's kind of and also you you don't want to look in in quotations cheap it's kind it's kind of balancing that as well isn't it it really is and I think you know, it's kind of, it's also thinking about the authenticity side of it. And you're right, your lifestyle, your finances has to play a part in that. You know, how can you create looks that fit with your personality, with your lifestyle and, and your budget as well? And and buying good quality at a good price. And that's really important. So even if you go to Primark, for example, I've I, you know I've I've had some amazing pieces from Primark, but you really have to look for quality. Just like you can buy uh, pre-loved pieces, this dress is pre-loved, uh, pre-loved that I'm wearing. Uh, I got it for like a fiver, and I've I've literally worn it every summer and throughout the winter. So you have to look for quality in everything that you get, so that it fits with your budget. But it's not about copying the the style inspiration so I do hear a lot you know of people sometimes approach me and they'll say oh I just want to look like Kate Middleton she just looks so polished she looks so elevated and my question is always to that is what's the reason for wanting to look like Kate Middleton what's driving that because and when we do that often it makes people go 
Uh, right. Yeah, it's beyond, you know, we have to look beyond. She just looks nice. But what draws you to why she looks so good? You know, is it that it's a really polished look? It's so elevated. And 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 is that driven because you feel that you need to fit in somehow and, and look good? And we want to move away from this, you know, um, the kind of, this very, you know, elevated, but very simple outfit. So it's the, the stylish, safe outfit. And it's that kind of neutral colours, the, you know, let's just keep things really simple. And if that's your style, fantastic. We will style you like that. But if it's not your style, but you're doing that because you're afraid of standing out somehow, then we need to explore that some of those limiting beliefs and find your uniqueness within that inspiration. So what's kind of the fundamental to understanding and knowing what someone's style is like how if you kind of look at someone or kind of what or for someone themselves like if they're just like I've been wearing kind of drab stuff for a while but they don't know what they suit in that how's how how do they do that so the the first thing is getting to know your likes and dislikes when it comes to style so one really good tip I would recommend here is using Pinterest a lot so if you go on Pinterest and just type in you know, different styles that you may be drawn to. So you may have seen something on Instagram and maybe there's um, um, an influencer that you follow on Instagram and you love her style. What is the key word that would describe that style? So it could be quirky. So put that in Pinterest, type in quirky outfits, see what pops up and start seeing what you're drawn to. What's really, what are you paying attention to? Though That's going to give you loads of hints and tips about already what you like, what your subconscious is drawing to. So that's a good starting point. Another one is also just seeing what's in your wardrobe and thinking about what do I actually love wearing in here? And when we start looking at that rather than, well, what's my safe option? You will start to notice that you love wearing prints, for example, or you love wearing, um, you know, block colours. Maybe you love wearing pastels you've got quite a lot of pastels all oh, that's interesting and then you can start to formulate some sort of outfit within that but when I work with clients one-to-one we go through a very robust assessment uh, period so they're filling uh, assessment forms and we look at a range of stuff we look at what the goals are like we've got to do this big inner work what are your goals for the next three to six months to five years even because your style has to work with that what's your lifestyle are you working nine five do you have the kids with you do you do a lot of um you know online video work do you do a lot of client facing work we really want to know that because again your style has to support you in that process and another question I always love to ask uh, you know, what colours do you love and what colours do you not love? What part of your body do you love? Which yes. ones do you not love as well? Because that's all part of your style, right? And by doing that, we get a big picture of a person's personality, their lifestyle, their body shape, their likes and dislikes when it comes to style, what they've already done as well in terms of fixing their style problem and what is got what's wrong with their wardrobe right now what are the issues going on and once we've got that we can then create that signature style and all I ever do is you know I spend lots of time on this so I recommend anyone trying to discover their style this isn't a quick fix there isn't a 
you know, I'll just search this online. You've got to actually give it lots of time. And it's a process, a journey that you go into. Yeah. And even colours, like I had my colours done a few years ago and that kind of the bright colours really suit me and the kind of autumnal and summer type of colours, but the pastels and the blues just really wash mm. me out. Even that in the same top or the same dress can completely change someone's kind mm. of output and just how they feel, I guess, like in themselves. Um, mm. So you kind of touched on them, kind of what you do with your clients. Why don't you kind of go into in a bit more detail, kind of everything you do and kind of what's, what, what's on offer if, if like clients wanted to work with you? Yeah, I mean, Savvy Style is, it's been going for um, nearly seven years now. Can't believe it. <laughs> like six and a half years we've been, I've been doing this. Um, and it's really grown. So when I first started, it was, I was only just offering one-to-one styling. And now I still offer one-to-one styling. So there's a range of styling options, which you can access on the website. Um, and actually, you know, what I've done is I've, I've, I've set up the business so that it works with people at different stages of the style journey. So you may be at the stage where this is totally new. You're hearing this podcast and thinking, can you, I didn't realize you could actually do that with your clothes. Okay, great. So that's, you know, that's the stuff to help you with that. And then right till um, the end, we've got, you know, services that help you maintain your signature style, keep your wardrobe working for you, allows you to evolve as a person and grow and so on. So there's there's quite a range of stuff. And really Savvy Style is a lifestyle brand. So I do one-to-one styling, um, which I've got very popular sessions in there, particularly the style update and the the style, um, the power session, where I take a deep dive in your wardrobe. It's all done on Zoom and you get loads of advice on what to do with wardrobe organization as well. Um, But I also love working in groups. I love bringing women together. I love building a community. So every month we do a style meetup. Um, And it's a different theme every month. So last month we did wardrobe organization. So we looked at how do you actually go into the process of calling your wardrobe? Uh, There is a replay on that. So um, if anyone wants to watch that and learn from that, you can let me know and I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you the link for the replay. It's absolutely fine. And, you know, by doing that, it creates this community. It gives you that support. You learn loads. You can ask loads of questions. There's a style clinic element to it, so you can come and bring a piece maybe that you're struggling to start and I can help you uh, style it. And also every three to four months, I do a wellbeing social. So we meet in the city centre. It's a group of us. I always keep the group small, although our next one, there's 10 of us now. (laughs) So it's just growing and growing. It started before, we're now at at 10. Um, And it's just really popular because... You know, we go for we usually go to a lovely setting. So we've done the Ivy, we've done 20 stories in the in Manchester City Centre. Our next one is at San Carlo. Um, and it's a really, you know, relaxed sort of um evening, get dressed up. So I always encourage everyone to dare to dress as authentically as they can. Okay. So it's about that is that opportunity to wear the things that you haven't quite felt brave enough to wear and everyone's doing the same thing so you can all turn up doing that knowing that everyone's trying to do the same thing you're not alone and that can really help with those sort of limiting beliefs around fear of failure or being judged or standing out or being too loud because you come along 
you stepped out of your comfort zone, you've done it safely, but you're actually having a lovely time, enjoying a nice uh, meal, uh, socializing, having a drink, etc. And that really helps my members with confidence building. And online, I do an, a platform um, which is just style focused courses and coaching. And this is where you can access the replay for all the meetups. So you know, if you miss any meetup, you can just come along and sign up. It's a free sign up, totally free. It's called the Authentic Star Club. And I absolutely love it because everything that's in here, content wise, star wise, everything you need to know from start right through to finish with your star journey, it's all on this platform. That's amazing. I want to know your how your wardrobe's laid out yet then. So, yeah. so I sometimes go by colour. And I sometimes mm. do like tops and jackets at the top, pants, skirts, etc. underneath. And then my recent switch up, because I seem to just like go do my wardrobe kind of every time I swap summer to winter, I'll kind of jazz it up. This time mm. I did kind of outfits. So I did kind of tops that go with certain dresses and skirts and kind of slotted them that way. I'm interested in what you do and kind of what your advice would be. I think, you know, in terms of how, how you organise your wardrobe, it's a very personal choice, how you've organised it, usually how you interact with your wardrobe. So for me, I tend to keep everything together. So I treat my wardrobe like a shop. And this is what I recommend. Anyone starting out with creating a good working wardrobe, is this is a good um, benchmark to, to, to start with. So treat your wardrobe like a shop. So if you go in the, in the shop, you'll, you'll see that they group things together. So they'll have tops from one particular you know, season or trend. They'll have all the tops together. They'll have all the skirts together. They'll have the trousers together, the dresses together, the jackets together. It's a lot easier visually. And you have to kind of think about how your brain works our brains if, if things are too busy our brains start to do this and and it actually feels too too um intense and overwhelming so when we group stuff it becomes a lot easier so that's the first thing i would recommend so just group it yeah. into those sections and then you can look at either color coding within those sections so you might go all the you know dark trousers we'll put them together and then We'll go for colours and kind of work that way. That's uh, absolutely fine as well. Um, but I also do it in terms of length. So, for example, with tops, you might have some uh, vests and then you might have short sleeve tops and then you might have long sleeve tops. So I will start with the vest first and then go with the long sleeve tops at the end or at the back. Yeah. So it follows the sequence and it makes it easier. So just by doing this, this is what one of some of the stuff um, I covered in the um, wardrobe organization meetup and the masterclass is, you know, when you do that, it makes it a lot easier because you can go into your wardrobe space and think, right, I really want to wear a skirt today. Great. I'll start there. I'll wear my skirts. This is the skirt section. Fantastic. So you're now not having to go, Wear the shirts again because your wardrobe will get messy. They're all over the place. So it makes it easier to find it, right? Skirts are there. Now, which one do I really want to wear? Great, I'll go for this one. Now, we know skirts go really well with tops. So where's my top section? There it is, right? So which one do we go for? Do we go long sleeve, short sleeve? What's the weather doing? So it starts to help you with outfit construction. And then it becomes a lot easier. But... Another addition to this is making sure that no matter what you have in your wardrobe, you have a capsule wardrobe. 
it yeah. has to be a capsule wardrobe and it's it's a wardrobe full of those staple pieces um and next month the the next meetup in june that's what we're focusing on we're looking at capsuling and making sure that your wardrobe now that it's organized we can now create a very good capsule wardrobe that will create the basis of any good uh stylish outfit yeah yeah for sure and i think that's also a savvy way of kind of not having to, not having too many too many clothes you know just having you know the tops and the jeans and things that that match and you've got more than one option of trouser with more than one option of top isn't it is that yeah. kind of where where absolutely it's- absolutely and then what that means is you don't need loads of options of the same thing a classic um you know pain point in wardrobes i, I often come across is the same piece in on repeat you know you'll have the same trousers in different colors or the same top in different colors or different fabrics it's like but it's the same top it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense and then you end up with 15 t-shirts who needs 15 t-shirts there's only one of you yeah. <laughs> so you know it's about bringing that down and you know having maybe two or three of similar or same and then it makes it easier so think about it a bit like you go to um, a restaurant and the menu's pages and pages full of stuff chances are you're going to go for your usual go-tos because it's just too overwhelming same with your wardrobe if there's too much in there you will go for the go-to then you don't end up wearing those clothes that you actually want to wear yeah what about shoes in all of this what's kind of how do you go about kind of shoes in people's wardrobes because some people like love loads of different shoes you know some people have kind of they're one or two pairs they'll wear like how how does that fit in with the clothes would you say I think with shoes it's again going back to basics with your signature style so once you have established your signature style as we discussed before when you're starting to look for inspiration and starting to look at different ways of um that you want to style yourself and what kind of what you're drawn to this is where you can start getting an idea of your footwear so for example if your signature style is more of a casual one it doesn't make any sense to always have heels in there because you know heels are more dressy and more kind of smart so can you maybe go for some trainers can you maybe go for some flat um ballerinas for example they're really on trend at the moment spring summer so that's a really good kind of way to start and kind of thinking about that basics you know signature style and what works with that in terms of footwear but if you're a lover of shoes which I am get yourself a shoe cupboard I have one absolutely adore it you know it and it's all on display lights up and it's just my shoe heaven and then it just means that when you're putting your outfit together once you've got that outfit so always get the outfit done and then find the shoes don't start with the shoes unless you're going out so if you're doing a going out outfit, then start with the shoes. Yeah. Or if you're going to a wedding as a wedding guest, for example, start with the shoes, go for really dressy shoes and then work around it. That'll make it easier. But for everyday style, always start with the outfit and then finish with the footwear. But think about your lifestyle. And this is why when I do the assessment, I have to ask these questions. What's your lifestyle like? Because there's no point styling you, uh, creating a signature style that is uh, very... Um, kind of relying on heel smart shoes if you're uh if you're a mom for example and you're super busy and you're always run off your feet like you need trainers you need you know a good chunky heel maybe you need some wedges so occasionally you might want to wear a nice heel 
but actually we need to make sure your footwear is practical but also still looks good and 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 complements your outfit and another note on footwear I would say is think about your body shape as well some footwear will elongate your body your legs for example so if you go for a pointy toe you're going to look a lot longer in your legs and a lot taller and actually with like uh, a lot sim slimmer than if you went for flats for example with um long trousers it, it will change the balance of yeah. your outfit and create this illusion of looking shorter or smaller yeah yeah for sure you touched on sort of the trends of spring and summer what what other trends are there currently currently out there do you think so as I mentioned, we've got the, you know, the flats, ballerina flats. You don't have to go with ballerina. It can be just flats in general. Find the flats that you like. Uh, some people like brogues. Some people like mules. Some people do like the ballerinas. I adore ballerinas. I think they look amazing. Another trend is go oversized. I mean, the oversized trend that was around last year. <laughs> and they just carried on. And this is what trends do. They do just carry on. They just evolve a little bit. And then they'll go away and then they come back again. So a caveat to this, don't be a slave to trends. Think about the trends as a fun element to your style. Have that capsule wardrobe, have a good outfit base, and then add to that um, in terms of fashion and trends. So yeah, oversized. So oversized bag. Wow, yeah. Get yourself a big oversized bag, a big oversized clothes. They're really on trend. And another trend um, is going for watercolours. So last year it was all about kind of uh, tie-dye and kind of looking a little bit more hippie. But actually this year we want to go for more like a, an artistic vibe, which I adore because I love art. Um, so watercolours in your tops, in your dresses. So it's kind of that mixture of colours. It's quite fluid and it, it's, it, you know, it kind of flows really well. And then you can um, colour block that with maybe a block colour that goes really well with the, the different watercolours yeah. on your top, for example. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to look into that after. I love that kind of yeah. trend. I love kind of, yeah. I always wear a high-waisted, because I'm quite small, a high-waisted pant with kind of, not a crop top, but one that kind of just sits on the waist. So it's kind of, I feel like it makes the legs longer. doesn't right, make yeah. as small. That's but fantastic. Then, but then I'm a lover of colour. Like I went to a wedding, I had this bright orange dress and then I hired a hat, which I didn't think would go, but it was just like a black flame hat. And it kind of really looked amazing. So mm. I'm, I'm a big lover of, of all this. And obviously, you, you're saying what you're doing and it sound, it's so inspiring. And you're so passionate, but you've also been a finalist for, for an award, haven't you? That's right. Two awards. Oh, do you want yeah. to talk about those? Yeah, so um, I was a finalist for the Evers Awards. So Evers are all about celebrating women in business who um, inspire in a very unique way. So I was picked um, as, a, as a finalist for that. And it was an amazing night. I absolutely adored it. Uh, and it was just great to get that recognition. I have no idea who nominated me still to this day. But, you know, it was it was it was a great honour. And, you know, to be a finalist is such a prestigious award because they cover all of Northwest. It's quite a massive, it's a big deal. I mean, I turned off and I was wearing my amazing uh, gown and my husband was there and we were just like, oh my God, this is like, you know, literally glitz and glamour. It's like Strictly, you know, but for business. It was amazing. Um, and, you know, I think working in business is, is, is hard and it's, you know, takes a lot of effort and, 
a lot of what I do, you know, people don't see behind the scenes that a lot of work goes into it and, um, and you know, a lot of dedication. And I'm really passionate about what I do. I'm really passionate about helping women and making that difference. So when I was nominated for that award, it, it, it felt good to uh, have what I do and the uniqueness of what I do being recognised in that way. Uh, and then the other award um, I was a finalist for was the She Inspires Award. So that's um, awarded to to women in business in the Northwest who um, inspire women in in their unique niches. So it's kind of looking at how do you empower women. Um, so it's businesses that empower, that motivate, that um, inspire women and support them in, the, again, a meaningful way. And uh, for that, I was uh, in the fashion uh, finalist for that, which was amazing. So I was, again, just getting that recognition as a personal stylist, as, you know, a business that is focused in fashion and well-being um, as being so unique and to the point where it inspires people. Yeah. Very quickly, do you think it's kind of an age thing as well with women in terms of, like, when people are younger, they kind of... They follow the crowds, you know. I was driving through Preston the other day, and there was a group of girls, and they literally all had the same co- like outfit on, all the same hair, the same makeup, the same shoes. Um, and th- do you think there's a point where people get more confident and then it dips, or kind of what? What do you think of the age? So I think that's a really great question because there, there is there, there's definitely a theme in the ages. So at the moment, I'm doing this, a project with primary schools where. Um, I'm I'm delivering a workshop. It's a style and well-being workshop for year sixes. And the reason I really wanted to do this was because I've recognized that as adults, we have these limiting beliefs related to style, which then calls us to, you know, it affects how we dress every day and we kind of tend to conform and things like that. And this starts early. So if we look at low self-esteem and the development of limiting beliefs related to that, they start from a very early age. So from the age of about four, that's when our beliefs about ourselves begin. And by the time we get to 12, they are very fixed and, and they, they won't shift unless you know some work is done on them. So I wanted to prevent that in children, in particular around personal styles. So working with year sixes, we're catching them really early. It's nice and juicy. Their brain is still developing. So they're really receptive, really open to new stuff. And the more we can give them, the better. Because what's happening is, they start, they try and be themselves and et cetera. Someone says something at school and they go, oh God, but I won't do that again. So then they don't do it. And then they don't have, um, perhaps they, the adults don't have that knowledge about this either. So they just kind of go, all right, that's fine. Just don't do it. Or maybe there's some negative reinforcements of that at home. And so they then go into this, I'll just copy everyone else then. Yeah. That will make me fit in. Because we all want to fit in, right? We're all social beings. So then when they get to high school, that's where you tend to see, you know, girls dressing the same, boys kind of dressing the same. They're all copying each other. There's no uniqueness there because everyone's afraid to be unique in case someone says something. So that carries on into adulthood. You know, you see something nice on your friend. Oh, she looks good in that. I'll do that. Because she looks good in it. Everyone says she looks good. I'll do that. But it's not going to be the same on you, is it? Because you're different. You're unique. That's her style. What's your style? (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. And then as as we get older, actually, my you know, my more mature clients, so we're looking at 50 plus. So, you know, my the, the most mature client I've had was 83. And I absolutely love styling her. She's freaking amazing. 
<laughs> but I think when you get to 50, you stop caring. You just stop caring. And actually, those women are very much like, you know what? I've been through the mill. My my kids have flown the nest. I feel like I've got me, I've got my life, but I've lost me because I've been so stuck with being a mom and etc. And but I don't really worry about my body like I used to when I was younger. I don't really care so much what people think so at the moment, but how do I find my style if I don't know what, what I'm about either? So they kind of have that dilemma to go through. And that's the effects of from very early age, if you think from that year six child, right through to 50, of nothing happening with your style or not being encouraged to be in yourself and celebrating that uniqueness. Amazing. So if people are wanting to get in touch with you um, and kind of use what your service and what you have to offer, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you very quickly? So the best way, honestly, hot off the press is social media. I'm on social media every single day. So you'll find me on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is at Savvy Style and the number one at the end. So go on there, like, follow me. Um, you'll get loads of tips, loads of encouragement, loads of inspiration. You can send me a DM. That is the quickest way you can get in touch with me. Just DM me on there. I'm always open to connect with, connecting with people. If anyone's listening that is a business owner, I'm also open to collaborating as well. I do a lot of collaborating with uh, other businesses, including schools as well. Um, I am also on TikTok, so I'm also Savvy Star One on there. So I always share loads of videos, loads of tips, loads of inspiration there. And then the core of uh, everything I do on, on online is the website. So the website is www.savvystyle1.com. And on there, you'll get a good idea of what I'm about. You'll see all my services, uh, including all my well-being services. It's all on there. And all my events are on there as well, by the way. So it's like a really good hub for everything. Uh, and I do have a private group on Facebook. So connect with me on Facebook. It's Natasha Diskin. Let's be friends on Facebook and you can come along and join the group. Well, amazing. Well, I don't don't want to go before we run out of time. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been so interesting. And I think it's a great thing that you're doing. So thank you so much. No problem. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at from a Lancashire Lass.